I know many of you were worried about me on Sunday because you thought I wasn't feeling well. I'm feeling much better, though I have been blowing my nose quite a bit. So well, anyway, I thought you'd have a little fun with that. I was feeling pretty badly on Sunday. And uh, actually, after church, I went home and I slept till 2 o'clock Monday afternoon. But the Lord helped me. I got rid of that call. Well, it's still around a little bit, but not like it was on Sunday. And I do appreciate it. I got some notes from some of you, and I appreciate your prayers, and thank you so much for that. Tonight we're going to go into something a little bit different than, well, we started on it last week, and I think we ought to continue on it. Pastors hinted that maybe we ought to get the whole church to do it, but I said, well, maybe let's just see what happens in this group, and then if it goes well in this group, then maybe we will do it in the whole church. But I think it's important that we all really take some time to stop and find out what is it that God wants me to do in his work. Because we're all very unique people. We're all very unique individuals. I could never see Pastor Innes come up here wearing a red nose on his face. You know, I, 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 there are some things that just, I'm different than him. He and I, we were, we were talking tonight at, at lunch, at dinner, and we actually headed out about 5 o'clock. And usually we're, we're back long before then, but I was good. I had a salad. He had a half a sandwich. We were good. We were really pretty good. And then somebody mentioned rhubarb pie a la mode, and then that was, it all went down, downhill after that. But we had some very good conversation, and we were just talking about how the Lord really has blessed over the last uh, several months as we've gone through the transition and the, the change and... And, and I think a lot of it is because we're, we're different people. And he has certain giftings. Then I have different giftings. And, and, and I think if you, you, you know, because you, you hear me preach and you hear him preach. And, and when you hear the differences, you know we're, we're not the same. And yet we still have the same Bible. And we have the same desires uh, to see you grow in the things of the Lord. And, and I still benefit from him, and I think he benefits from me, and, and, and we've just appreciated the way the Lord's worked in our lives to make this happen. And why is it that it's worked so well? There are churches that have absolute splits and, and, and hiccups and battles and, and wars over the change of a pastor. And why has it gone, as far as I'm concerned, relatively smoothly I think it's basically because we just want God's will. We just want God, what God wants. And I think we have a church of people that wants what God wants. And as long as that's what we want, we're going to be okay. And uh, part of knowing what God wants is knowing how he made you. Because we are all very unique individuals. And we have special giftings, special personalities, special abilities, and I, I was talking to my mother about this a little bit this morning on the phone. And I told her, I said, tonight I'm going to go through uh, this, a spiritual gift survey. Like when I was in high school, our church did this. And it was very helpful to me. And my mom said, yeah, I went through that. I still don't know what my gift is. And then I told her what her gifts are. She said, oh, yeah, you're right. But it was because she... She just needed somebody to confirm it. It's different personalities. And I want to help you to find out what it is that God made you to do. And that's part of the purpose of this. Now, I'm just curious. 
I really am. Last week I gave you some homework. Raise your hand if you did your homework. Hey, much better than I expected. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's good. I knew he was going to do it. He's still doing it now. But uh, he did it all during the song service. I watched him. He's, he's, that's, that's his gifting. So I knew that's what Rick was going to do. And that's fine. We want to help you figure this thing out. We, 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 we just really need to do this so we know how to, how to do well. I gave you also a definition for ministry last week. Can anybody quote that definition for ministry? I told you to memorize it. That was your other homework. Did you do that part? All right. Let me help you cheat. All right, open your book. Open your book. Top of page two. Memorize this definition, it says, right? Memorize this definition. Blank takes place when blank resources meet human blank through loving blank to the blank of God. Now, how many of you have already cheated? Yeah, Karen already did. Good. I do that, too. And Sergio already did. And that's okay. I put the cheating in there for you. Look down below. It's all underlined for you. Ministry. See the word ministry in the first number one? That's the first word. Ministry takes place when? Look at number two. Well, it's not there. All right. Yeah, it's also in number one. Divine resources meet human. Number two, need through loving channels to the glory of God. Let's, let, let's say that together. Say it out loud with me. Ministry takes place when divine resources meet human needs through loving channels to the glory of God. By the way, it's also on the front page right underneath number two, understanding spiritual gifts. It's right there. That's not a definition that's unique with me. It came from Warren Weir's being a book that I read. But it is a very good, clear definition. We can't do any ministry without the Lord. John 15, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. All right? So nothing effective that we do in ministry can be done without the Lord's blessing, without the Lord's word. We have to have these things or we're not going to be effective in ministry. It's not about us. It's not about our intelligence. It's not about our personality. It's not about our personal wisdom. It's about knowing what God wants done and, uh, and, and allowing God to use us as a channel to meet the needs of those around us who need it. What's the greatest need people have? The gospel. All right? How are they going to hear the gospel? How will they hear without a preacher, Romans says. We have to be the ones who speak up. All right? And, uh, and we do it all, not for our glory. We don't do it so somebody will pat us on the back. I've already, I've already clapped for you tonight. But we won't do it for that purpose. We do it because we want God to be glorified. And when people are saved and people are growing in the Lord, God is glorified. So that's what we're shooting for here. Okay? So, just remember these things. We cannot do ministry without divine enablement. Now, that's where we're going to kind of park tonight. Divine enablement. What does that mean? It means God, who is divine has to enable us, or he has to give us something to make it possible for us to minister, right? If God didn't give us, number one, his word, but he also gives us spiritual gifts. Uh, I want you to look in your Bibles for a minute. I didn't put these verses in here. I'm going to go into that at another time, 
But there's a couple of verses, passages of Scripture. It just, it just occurred to me that we probably ought to look at them. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, and uh, um, we'll look at verse 7. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. Pardon me while I suck on a cough drop a little bit just to make sure I don't get back to coughing, okay? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 says to each one of us, now he's talking to Christians here, every Christian, to every Christian, to each one of us, grace, that's something good from God that we don't deserve, is given to us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. So who determines we get who determines who gets what gift god does it's not about you begging for it it's not about you working for it it's not about you earning it it's not about you being good enough for it the fact of the matter is god wants to use you in ministry and he knows you can't do it without him without me you can do nothing jesus said in john 15 i am the vine you're the branches Unless you're hooked up to me and you can't bear any fruit. So you have to, you have to be walking with the Lord and find out how God wants to use you. All right? It's very important. It's important for the ministry. It's important for yourself. You will find in life that you will be very frustrated if you want to be somebody you're not. You just really will be. Um, we were talking, Pastor and I were talking tonight on... At, at, at lunch and this is more of an informal session so I want you to feel free to ask questions and stuff and talk I'm sorry for those of you who are online I hope you can follow along but um, we were talking tonight about, about some people who have studied for the ministry and wanted to become pastors but it just wasn't their gifting it wasn't their ability it wasn't the way God made them and because of that, they started and they kind of either fizzled or just died out and they're not there in the ministry anymore. And then there are other people that you never thought would ever be in the ministry and they got all of a sudden just, it's like the light comes on and wow, they'd step up and really do it. We were talking about another man uh, yesterday who got saved and, and he had been a rough and tumble kind of guy who'd want to get in a boxing match and beat, beat the tar out of you, you know. And then he got saved, and boy, he became a great, well-known pastor and, and, and was very mightily used in the Lord because God gifted him in that way. Now, we, we, we don't want to have a gift that God didn't give us. And if we try to get it, all we're going to do is frustrate ourselves and fall flat. That's just the way it is. And uh, so you, you, you don't, you should never, ever feel that the gifting God gave you is inferior to somebody else. I remember taking this test. I took this test uh, in high school, and then I took it again later on after I'd been in ministry for a while. And there was one particular area where I was way down on the bottom of the totem pole. And the guy who gave me the test looked at me and said, Dan, what's the matter with you? I said, uh, that's just the way the Lord made me. He said, well, you should be better at that. Said, well, I'll work at it, but that's not natural for me. And I have worked on it, and I think the numbers went up. But, but that doesn't mean it's natural for me. It doesn't mean that that's what, that's what God called me to be. My wife took the test, or whatever you call it, a test, the survey. And we, we, she, she finished hers right before church tonight. And I finished mine last night again for a third or fourth time. 
and I know where I ended up, and then she showed me where she ended up. I said, yep, we're, we're total opposites. She has gifts in this area, and I have gifts in that area. That's probably why we're a good team. We kind of fill each other's gaps. And that's the way it should be with the whole church, okay? So don't look at your spiritual gift and say that's inferior to somebody else's. Don't say, oh, I wish I could be the pastor. Hey, if God wants you to be the pastor, I know some churches. We can find you a place to go. But there are so many ministries right here within the local church that need to be covered that we can do if everybody knows what their, what their calling is, what their giftedness is. And I think this will help you a lot. You look at the bottom of the page there, and these are just several of them, and, and, and there's no complete list anywhere listed. We could look at Romans chapter 12. We can look at 1 Corinthians chapters 12, 13, and 14. They kind of all deal with spiritual gifts. And it talks about some gifts that the Bible talks about will vanish away. And, and they will vanish away of themselves. And so, and it says that we're supposed to um, seek after the gifts that God wants us to have. So, but there are, there are dev- different groups. Last week we gave you the... Uh, a little bit of an illustration about a about a basketball team. Remember that picture that I put in one of the note one of the notes, um, and in the, and I used to play on a basketball team. And there were forwards, and there was a center, and then there was the 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 guards up front. And those two those little guards up front, boy, they were they were not the tallest guys on the team, but boy, could they dribble, uh, not 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 with their noses, with the ball, you know, dribbled the ball. And, and then there was that center. Boy, you gave him the ball and asked. He could bounce it one time and bounce it off his foot. He was no good at dribbling. But, but he could stand up and jump straight up and dunk the ball in the hoop. He was, he was a big guy. And then there was me, a forward, who just, you know, tried not to knock anybody down while I was out there playing, you know, and pass the ball to certain people that needed it. And we all have a different part to play. And I mentioned also, again, this is our ministry. It is not my ministry. It is not any one person's ministry. It is a, it is a team effort. Everybody has a position to play. The coach, no matter how much experience he has, no matter how much talent he has, if the coach goes out there on the floor by himself and plays against five other guys, he's always going to lose because they can get around him. No one person can do this. We all need to play our part. So, the bottom of page two, there's those, those gift packages there. What is yours? Is it prophesying, which is kind of preaching, serving? Is it helping around, teaching, teaching a class, teaching a Bible study, encouraging, just being a blessing, uh, sending cards to people, giving? Uh, you're, you're, you may not be able to preach, but the Lord's blessed you with the ability to make money, and you can provide to make sure things happen. Leading, you can get things organized and, and make things happen. Showing mercy, just sitting alongside somebody who's hurting and crying with them and letting them know that you care. We all have a, some kind of a gift, and there are others as well. And I want you to help you find them, okay? So to go to page three, and let me give you the directions here on how to do this. If you're watching online, and I hope you've already printed up yours as well. If not, maybe you can open it up as a, as a PDF file on your, on your uh, phone or something. And uh, there's some people that can do things on phones that I don't know how to do, or you can fill it out even online on a phone without printing out anything. 
I will also have a few copies of this available at the church if you need to go back and do it at another time. But we're going to work through this together, okay? And let me show you how to do it. You got a pen? Has everybody got a pen? Does somebody need a pen? Raise your hand if you need a pen, and we'll try to find you one. I'll send Karen up to the office to get some or something. I want to make sure everybody has something that you can write with um, that'll work for you, okay? So let's just go look at the directions. I'm just going to read them to you. It's a spiritual gifts survey. And uh, honestly, I got this online. At the bottom of page three, you can see where I got it. I've seen this done in different formats. And, uh, but I went through this one and I said, this is a good one. So let's, let's look at this one. It's, it comes from Lifeway Christian Resources. And so this is not original with me. I'm just sharing with you something that I got. And, uh, and uh, so, but I, th- I think it's very, very helpful. So directions. This is not a test. There's no wrong answer. How many of you have a fear of taking tests? Yes, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, we, we, uh, there, I remember going to school, my wife and I went to high school together and, and we would go to school and she would sit there and she, oh, she was in the books and she was writing notes and I hate to say it, but I was the, I was the kids throwing spit wads at people and carrying on in class, but I was listening and then she, we would take the test and she'd be all worried about it and I figured if I didn't know by then, it wasn't coming. And she'd get a 99, and I'd get a 97 or something like that. And it drove her crazy. But I had a lot of fun. Anyway, so th- don't, don't be frustrated about this. Don't look down on yourself. And don't, let, don't, don't, let this, don't, don't do this and, and feel anxious about it, okay? All we're trying to do is find out something about you. There are 80 sa- statements. Again, look at it as statements. Don't look at it as pass fail it's not that it's just you're trying to find out something about yourself okay some items reflect concrete actions you're absolutely sure about this others are descriptive and others are just the way you feel right now okay so before some of you are already writing hold on a second stop stop i want you to pray about this we're gonna let's pray together before you do this because I want you to ask the Lord to guide you as you do this. I don't want this just to be your brain. I want you to ask the Lord to guide you. Now, he's not going to come and whisper in your ear answers. Don't expect that. He's not going to come and remote control, remove your hand. But he'll bring things to your mind. Okay? So let's pray, and then we'll work on it a little bit more. Father, thank you for... Uh, the ability for us to at least consider what you have for us to do. And we pray, Lord, that you'll just help us to set aside other things right now and to focus on this. Or we just want your will. We want to know what you want for us as individuals. Or we want to be used of you. And so, Lord, help us to understand what it is that you have called us to do. Now, give us a real uh, perception and understanding of your will in this. Guide us as we go through this process. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So when you look at those answers, you see on the bottom of page three, there's already four there, and the others are following on the next few pages. There are five numbers that you need to remember. I put them up here on the board. I'll roll it over here. Hopefully they can see it online. If they can't, that's okay. you got it in the book there. But first, there's, there's a number five, four, three, two, and one. Five means when you're doing this number, when you just to the left of number one, 
Number five says, this is highly characteristic of me. It's definitely true. I know this is true. I'm absolutely confident about this. Okay? Number four is, most of the time this would describe me, and I think it's true, but, you know, I can't say it. I'm confident, totally confident, but I'm pretty close. Number three is, most of the time I'm this way, about 50% of the time, maybe 50% of the time I'm this way. Number two is 25% I'm this way. I, I'll do it if I have to, but it's not who I naturally am. Number one is, ain't no way I'm doing that. Okay? And that's just the way it is. So you have, you have different numbers. And in my test, believe it or not, I've got some fives and I've got some ones. Okay? So I think that's going to be true of most of us. Okay? So don't feel like if you get a low score, you're failing. You're not. You're just trying to find out something about yourself. Okay? All right. So let's, knowing that to be true, keep this in mind as you're going through this. Number one, you select five, four, three, two, or one. I have the ability to organize ideas, resources, time, and people effectively. You've seen this happen? You know it's true. Or it's not. I don't know. Five, four, three, two, or one. All right? Secondly, and don't take a lot of time to think about it. This would be, just be the things that you really automatically know. Number two, I am willing to study and prepare for the task of teaching. Some of you are going, no way. Some of you are saying, yeah, I can't wait. Number three, I am able to relate the truths of God to specific situations. And I know you can read, but I'm doing this for the sake of people watching online. Number four, I have a God-given ability to help others grow in their faith. All right, now, have you got those numbers down already? All right. Go to the next page. And I'm just going to let you read through those. You go, that on, go through that on your own. If you're online, it's just going to be boring. You're going to be looking at me and looking at these numbers. I'm just going to let people talk or let people write. Maybe you're doing that at home too. I hope so. If Florence wasn't filling the test, I'd have her go over and play the... Uh, What's the game show that we got? Dun, 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 dun. This has got to make spellbinding live stream. Yes, sir. I'm sorry? Oh, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought about that, but it couldn't. Uh-huh. Sounds like some marriage counseling's in needed in need here. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. So it would be good. Yeah, this this would be an excellent thing to do at a marriage marriage retreat and then to sit down and discuss about how married couple married couples can help each other through these things. We don't always understand each other. It'll take you a little while to do this. I'll just let you go. I'm sorry? There are a lot of questions there you cannot answer. Well, what... 
do you have an interest in that? Would you, is that a leaning that you have in your life? Is that something that you would like to attempt to do? You think the Lord might want you to try to do? Uh, if so, then you respond accordingly. Okay? That doesn't mean you've done it. It means that it's something that interests you. Okay? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It, you, you, right. You may not have done that, but you've seen somebody else do it, and you think, I'd kind of like to do that. That's what we're talking about here. Whether that's a five, four, three, two, or one for you. I've seen other people do some things. I don't want to do that. And there's other things I say, yeah, I'd like to try that. Good questions, good questions. I'm sorry, Jeff, I can't, I can't hear you. I'm, uh, All right, let me go back to 22 and first read what you're asking, okay? Well, do you have an acute awareness of the emotions of other people, such as loneliness, pain, fear, or anger? Yes or no? I'm not asking you if you're helping. I'm asking you if you feel it. Okay. Then is that a five or a one for you? Okay, then put down five. Okay, that's how you do it. That's, that's how you do it. You, you just, it's, it's not about whether you've actually done it or, or feel like you can automatically, you could do this. It's just, is that something that I sense to be true about me? There you go. Exactly. I'm not asking you if you can help them. I'm asking you if you can sense their need. That's all I want to know. Okay? Okay? Some, some, things, some things can be taught to you, but other things cannot be taught to you. Okay? But some things, some things I, you know, I, I, can, I can teach you how to help somebody, but I can't teach you how to feel their need. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Question 70? Okay. All right, so number 70. Let me ask you, let me ask you audibly. Are you able to sense whether people are being honest when they tell other religious experiences? Yes or no? Over time, yes. So, so it's not an immediate thing for you. It depends on how it hits you. Okay, then I'd put down a three. Okay, a three or four, that's fine. You know, if, if it's not a, you know, just jumps off the page at you, it's not a five, I can tell you that. If, it's, if it jumps off the page and says, no way, that's a one. But somewhere in the middle there, it's a little iffy for you. That's okay, that's okay. It doesn't, you don't have to have a five or a one. Okay? Good questions, Jeff. Yeah, right. Oh, let me let me let me help you with that in just a minute. I'm waiting for people to finish up the test, just to make sure you do it right. If you if you know how to, 
Have you have you already scored your thing, number eight, page eight? All right, you finished page seven. All right. All right. If you finished all the way through to page seven, and again, I'm just I'm going to give these instructions now. Uh, I I don't want to. I, I, I let me let me hold off. How many of you are still working on filling in your answers? All right. Let me give you a little more time to fill in your answers, and then we will get to that because we got a little bit of time. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Number 35. All right, let me get her. Give me a minute here. I have trained Christians to be more obedient disciples of Christ. Have you done that? Have you done some teaching? Have you... You have some? You, you say you have done this before? In church? Yeah, okay. And uh, so you have done this. And then you say... I, I think I can do it well, or I can not do it well, but I can try. And I w- if, if it's, I've done it a little bit, but I don't know much about it, somewhere in the middle there, someplace, wherever you think, okay? Good question, good question. Sir, Rick? Yeah, one and five are pretty obvious for you. You know, you know, just your questions tell me something about your giftedness. I'm serious. It's just the truth. Uh, there, there are some people who just are detail-oriented, you know, and they got to know every little where all the hairs are on the back of the frog, you know. I just, that's a frog. You know, I, all right. There's a difference between us, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. And we need we need all of this, okay? So so I'm not frustrated by any of this, and I, and I, honestly, I'm not surprised by any of this because of my giftedness, okay? I just want to help you be the best you can be with the giftedness God's given you. And you and I may be totally different animals. I mean, people, but. Uh, but I want to help you become the best you can be because of that's the way God's gifted me. Okay? And and remember now, this is this is this is something you can kind of just keep to yourself. You don't have to go out and compare amongst yourselves because they that compare themselves among themselves are not wise. Uh, but but if, if if when when you're going to pick a ministry I can help you if you want me to help you with the giftedness that you have to find a place to plug you in. That's my job. I'm so excited just that you're doing this. How are we doing? Slow? <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. Tell you what, let's stop that for just a minute because we're going to run out of time. We're going to run out of time. You can carry this on. Let's go to the page, page eight, okay? Page eight in your notes there. Now, how do you score this thing? All right, how do you score this thing? 
All right, you see leadership there, that top red red box at the top. You see a number 6, a number 16, a number 27, a number 43, a number 65. Those are question numbers. Go to question number 6 in your notes back here, flip back through there, and write down what you wrote for your answer there in the blank below. Number 16, go to question number 16. Write your answer there in the, in the blank below. 27, same thing, 43, 65. And then take those numbers and add it across the page and fill in the total on the right-hand side. Okay? And that'll kind of give you your score for that particular gift. Okay? And then do the same thing for administration, teaching, knowledge, wisdom, prophecy, discernment, exhortation, shepherding, faith. And the next page, evangelism, apostleship, service helps, mercy, giving, and hospitality. Okay? That'll take you a little bit of time. That'll take you almost as much time as it did to fill out the test. Well, go ahead and do that a little bit if you have if you have some of it that way you get an idea how it goes I'm sorry for those of you on the live stream this has got to be the most boring episode of Hamilton Square Wednesday night there ever was yes Pastor Inna says this is your encouragement to come to church not not a chiding for not being here. Some of you we know, you understand. I know there's a group in Pacifica that are watching and others that are in other places, some in Canada and other places. So we're thankful that you're watching. But I hope you got the notes. And if you, need a, if you are watching on live stream and you can't download and print your own copy, send me a note at pastordan at hamiltonsquare.org with your address and we'll mail it to you so that you can do it on your own at, at your own pace. Aaron, are you still awake? All right, I'm waiting for that head to hit the table. All right, if, if you want to look at the graph thing, look at the graph thing on the next page. All right, page 10. Those of you who are, are ready to do that, some of you are ready to move on. Page 10 has the graph, and you see all those gifts, leadership, administration, teaching, knowledge, all the way across to hospitality. All right, you go back to pages 8 and 9, and you look at the total number. And on the line to the left, just above leadership, it's right between the black, the black and the red. Uh, you go straight up there and you put a dot approximately where your answer would be for leadership. And then you do the same thing on the next line over for the next ad, uh, for administration. And then if you want to, you can get fancy and connect the dots and you kind of get it. it. It really gives you a picture of where your strengths are and where you're, maybe you're weak. All of these gifts are things we want to try to be. Uh, but, but, um, but there's some that we naturally are and some are good qualities that we want to have. And so we work at those. Okay. And um, 
but but we put our ministry, we build our ministry about the things that God has gifted us to do. I guess another way to put it is when you choose your ministry, you work, in a, in a sense, you work smarter, not harder. I mean, if you absolutely hate teaching, don't sign up for a Sunday school class. You know? And that just does not good. That's just not, it's going to be hard for you and it's going to be worse for the students, I can tell you. But if you're really good at serving, um, you know, do it. Some, some just, I don't want to do dishes. Well, then don't, because there's somebody else who will. Now, if nobody else is there, you're not too good to do it. But let those who really are good at that and they enjoy that, let them, let them do that. There is not a single job on this list that I could not do. But it's smarter for me to find somebody who does it better than me and let them do it so that I can focus on what I do well. See what I mean? And it's not that I do it well. It's just that's the way God made me. So find how God made you and do it the best that you can for the glory of God. And I promise you, if you get the big head about whatever gift you have, there's somebody around who's ready to stick a pin in it. So we do it, whatever gift we have, we do it humbly for the glory of God. Well, for the sake of live stream, it's 8 o'clock. And if they've been watching, they've been watching long enough. So if you would pause with me for just a moment. Put your pencils down. You don't have to leave. I'm not going to shut the lights off on you, okay? Uh, but, but for the sake of live stream, let's close with a word of prayer and we'll let them go, okay? Father, we thank you so much for your calling on each of our lives. And I thank you for folks who are interested enough to try to find out what it is you have for them to do. And Lord, I pray that you give us a real understanding and discernment of what your calling is for each of us. And then, Lord, give us a willing heart to use it as part of your team in the work of Christ. And we we'll thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen.